Good. And um, and what kind of made you want to change your sound? Because it definitely is heavier than previous stuff you've done. Uh, the old stuff's rubbish. So <laughs> <it's kind> of... <laughs> uh, I think we just got, we got quite bored of, of writing indie songs. To be fair, and I think as, as as a band, we got four of us got into bands like Fontaine's DC, Murder yeah. Capital, and bands like that, and they really dragged us into going a bit heavier, really a bit more post-punk kind of thing which we've really enjoyed doing as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's given us like a new lease of life, I think. I think I think Fontaine's were the first post-punk band that I, I was actually like, here's a, here's a post-punk band, because I didn't really understand what that meant. Mm. And to be honest, I still don't really. There's just like this gritty guitar sound that we've really tapped into and then from Fontaine's, we just spiraled and spiraled, and there's so many mint bands around at the minute that are like ours, like bigger than us that we just want to. Because I feel like a lot of bands are scared to compliment other bands, but this we're blessed at the minute. There's so many mint bands around us, like yeah, in Yard Act, Squid, who we are just really inspired by, and we just think they're mint. And it's like we will never make music that sounds too much like them because I don't think we could because they've got such their own DNA. Yeah, um, and we don't we don't try to make music like anyone, but we we've found this perfect thing at the minute where we just uh, unconsciously taking influences from everywhere, and then it comes in one track, and then we'll all sit with a track and go like, oh, there's a bit of them in there, there's a bit of them in there, and yeah. it's just kind of where we're at at the minute. Yeah, yeah, um, I think. Um, sorry, I was just going to say in terms of like the old stuff as well um sort of to kind of link back to that there's kind of a bit where we've kind of been like right what are we good at right we're kind of writing songs similar to this but actually we'll chuck this sort of style into it and actually with the sort of influences that we've had especially recently that's really kind of come to life um so yeah it's been really nice to see a progression and sort of a bit of a bit of an evolution as such sort of with the band and I think that's sort of where yeah that's the position where we're at now, quite now it's quite an open open field now yeah so would you say like you feel like you can be more creative now you've changed sort of what you're doing 100% nothing's off the cards now where it used to be like we, we was we, we've always wanted to incorporate the like synths and uh, and different keys and stuff like that and Whereas, because we were always thinking about the live set, but like over COVID, we weren't playing any live shows. So we just yeah. kind of, we just had fun with it. And we started like make, like recording demos with like crazy, like sample pads in and stuff like that. So 
somehow we've got to incorporate that into the live set, which is going to be a tough ask, but it'll be fun doing it. But yeah, nothing's off the cards now. We we, we love we love loads of different music. Like yeah, Doja Cat and Scissor's new song is great. If none of you have heard it, it's, it's brilliant. Um, so yeah, we love we love all sorts of music now. So we're just dead happy the place that we're in. Whereas I feel like when we were doing indie rock stuff, we I felt like I'd give myself a slap on the wrist if I'd do something too poppy. Whereas like now, nothing's off the cards. We do it. Yeah. Um, and I've noticed like you've had a lot of reception for the new single across social media. And do you think that that sort of helped? Because um, I definitely think like since lockdown, social media, especially Twitter, has been a lot more active and like there's been a lot more going on and um, more coverage kind of thing. Would you say it's like that or? Do you want to use Yeah, I'd say, I'd say it's huge. Oh, go on. <laughs> go on. I was just going to say like, it's huge. I think like we, we kind of tried to do like the whole like sort of stream. Well, we didn't do a stream gig. We kind of did like a little recorded session thing and that never didn't really work out for us, but we noticed for like a lot of bands that, that really kind of tapped into that market over lockdown and stuff and kind of fair play to them because it's the only real coverage that you're going to get. Um, and I think social media, especially over the past year, is a place where people have really started to kind of discover new music rather than kind of being recommendations off mates or, you know, bands that you might see at like small venues or whatever. They just pop, pop up on your feed and you kind of go, oh, these are all right. I'll kind of delve into them. And I think that's, although lockdown has been really kind of really crap for a lot of bands in terms of not being able to play live, actually it's really given people the time to kind of sit down and listen to new artists. Um, and I think that's kind of helped us really. I know we kind of, I think it was Lime Street Live that we put out within like, was it like three weeks of lockdown, like coming in, something like that? Yeah, and yeah. because loads of people yeah loads of people listen to music and that kind of boom ish for a band of our size um but yeah, it's kind of the same for for this one as well um and with sort of live shows and stuff coming back there's sort of something to look forward to you kind of like, all right who can i now go and see what new tunes have we got coming out i think it's really been yeah it's really been pretty good to kind of have the reception that it's got it's really hard as well because we're not very, I wouldn't say either of us for a really social media person. We've all got it and stuff, but we're not like, none of us have a lot of followers or anything like that. Mm. So being a band and I kind of hate it and love it at the same time because it's like, we've got to, the only way that people see us during lockdown is through social media. And I, don't think we're necessarily the most effective users of social media so it's a bit like judge the music not our instagram feed because we might be a bit crap at that at times yeah yeah I mean, it's like you used to play gigs and if you played a good gig you'd leave and you'd have 30 40 new followers and like you yeah. don't get anymore that's that's how we used to grow our following we used to do a big support gig and you'd have loads of new followers so we haven't had that burst of following because we hadn't gigged for i don't even know how long it is now like over a year isn't it? Maybe too long yeah. 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 Um. And of course, going back to talking about your single, um, you, I saw that on your press release, it had, it came about after a debate, um, between two of you in Paris or after a gig in Paris, and I'm just a bit intrigued to kind of know a bit more about that. 
Yeah, so yeah, we just I can't was it before the gig? Because we we went out the night before the gig. I think it was actually a few hours before we played the gig and we were walking down what's the river in Paris? Sorry. Mm, whatever Dan said, yeah. We walked down there and we were just being we felt like some bohemian people. I was talking about society and stuff and I was studying sociology at the time and there's this guy called Jean Baudrillard who wrote like the most pessimistic piece of academic writing I've ever come across. But it was like fascinating because he was like saying in the, I think it was the seventies, he was like, technology is going to ruin us and people aren't talking anymore. And it's all indirect communication. We're talking through the tabloids or talking and you get stuck in echo chambers and all sorts. And it was like, it was just really depressing. Um, and he basically said, I've got no faith in the youth to carry on society. I think we need to look backwards rather than forwards because he was really skeptical. And I was talking to my Ollie, talking to Ollie about that. And then we were like, it's kind of scary though. I mean, you can go, especially this was before lockdown. And then over lockdown, we all went months without actually talking to each other. It's all, this is indirect now. And it's yeah. like, it's kind of just looking at how much of an effect is that having on us? And is it a real effect? And it's like, it's a rabbit hole. Like I could get stuck in a rabbit hole now. Like I find it dead, anxiety provoking. And that's what the song's about, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry. That's all right. Um, so where are you going to go from here then in 2021? I've seen that you're planning to get some new material out. Um, do you think that will be um, like follow, carrying on with the similar sound that Death of the Social had? Yeah, all the, a lot of the new stuff's heavier. It's, it's all in that. It's nothing really potentially as heavy because that was almost quite an angry, as Josh said, quite angst moment. But it is all in, the, in a similar vein using this, a similar similar set of inspirations yeah yeah I, th I think maybe the next track which is going to be out around June time we've got a couple of tracks that uh, uh, I could I don't want to use the word commercial but they I, I could see different types of people liking them uh, the next one's it's sort of like a mix of like Jamie T and Parquet Courts and then we've got another one Same Glue which is like the guitar in it could be anything from like Jesus and the Mary Chain to like Stone Roses mixed with maybe a bit of like Fontaine's and stuff like that. So there's, there are calm moments coming as well. Like Same Glue is the calmest track we've ever released. Yeah. Um, it, I, I think it's quite wide ranging, but yeah, you'd, you'd kind of call it still the same genre, I think. Yeah. Um. I think, and I guess learned. as well, like with oh, your following. Oh, sorry, carry on. No, no, no. It, it, yeah, so I was just going to say, like, in terms of lockdown and stuff with the new material that we sort of had, it really kind of gave us the opportunity to kind of sit down and be like, right, what order are we going to sort of release these tracks? How are people kind of going to take it? I think the worry that we had about this one was it's going to be like, right, we've gone completely the other way from where we were. Whereas we're locked down, it's kind of given us the chance to kind of have these tunes be like, right, how are we going to sort of ease people into it? Like, we didn't want the massive jump, but we're like, right, we, 
we've got all this wide range of material. How can we kind of, you know, how one, how do we want to release it? And two, sort of, how do we think people will want it released? I think that was a big thing. Yeah, because you released a few tracks throughout 2020, didn't you, as well, um, last lockdown? Yeah, Keep Cool and Window Seat were, lo were lockdown tunes. Because um, I remember when we were doing like, the music videos for them, we didn't know how we were going to do it um, for it to be COVID safe. But then we, we managed it in the end. But they, they were great tunes, man. We, we always say like we really regret not being able to gig them. Because yeah. that's the kind of indie that I still love, like... It's got like like a lo-fi parquet courtsy strokes vibe that I just love. Um, yeah. The earliest stuff, I, yeah, not as good. But that that was great. And I, I really regret not being able to gig them. Um, but we've managed to get, when you actually think about it, we've managed to get quite a lot of stuff out over lockdown, which I always forget. Yeah, definitely. And um, when you're thinking about like set lists for your like next gigs, like, you're playing Bodega in Nottingham later yeah. this year. Will yeah. do you think you'll like put any of the songs you released in the first lockdown sort of on there, or will it just be putting out the future material? This is a good question. <laughs> uh, I think like I think like Lime Street will make it. I I would personally like keep a cool window seat to make it. The rest can go for me. Yeah. What do you say? I think they kind of have to to make way for the new material, don't they? Because we've we have written so many new songs that we just think are better than the old ones. So I think it's inevitable that I think probably other than those three, yeah, for for us to keep moving forward, all of the old stuff will have to will have to go. They might they might have their moments from time to time, but overall, yeah, God knows how long. Like because when we're doing headline shows, which we didn't do a huge amount of before. But we've been asked to do quite a few headline shows and they're longer sets. So we're used to like a half half an hour, just like a quick, only the bangers set. So yeah, maybe we can delve into, maybe rework some of the other stuff. Who knows? We are um, terrible at flying through songs as well and playing them nigh on twice as fast as what we've recorded them at. So <laughs> we probably will have space for a couple more as well if we, if we want them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's always good. Um, so taking a shift sort of from talking about the single and things like that, um, I've got a question for you relating to festivals. Um, if you could put on your own festival, who would be your three headliners and who would be like the two sub headliners? Love questions. Like oh, for God. each day, sorry. <laughs> right. Headline, one of the headliners for me would be car seat headrest. Um, I'd love to see Pulp. Really want to see they've their This Is Hardcore records got me through lockdown three. It's really depressing. It just matched my mood. Um, oh, who else do I want to see? I'll have to get my phone out first. <laughs> um, we missed out on seeing the Strokes at Primavera because we, we booked tickets to go to Primavera. Uh, so I'd, I'd put Strokes in there because I feel like they're a bucket this band and we've ripped them off yeah. enough times that I need to see them <laughs> Yeah, we owe them some money. <laughs> so there, Marshall. <laughs> go on, Dan, you go. My Spotify's not loaded. Oh, mate. I'd probably go for, like, Gorillas. 
I think just class. Again, they were another one that we went to see at Primavera. Yeah. Um, I'd go someone like Stevie Wonder, just because it's just like you just know all the tunes. They just come on, and just that's just a good set. And then oh, I'm expecting I that. Know. This blow kills me. Just, I don't know. <laughs> I actually don't know. Oh, it's so hard. I'd probably have to go for someone like Blur. Yeah, Blur. Blur, 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 LCD sound system one day, definitely. I nearly said the Beatles then, but that wouldn't work. Um, <laughs> I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Russia led you to say the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, I was scrolling down and thought, oh, Beatles would be perfect, but they wouldn't. They really wouldn't. Um, it's trying to think of bands which are festival headline worthy, really. Yeah. Who, who would actually do Tame it? Impala would be good as well, wouldn't they? Tame, Tame, yeah. Tame Impala would be good. New Order, New Order, would New be good. Order. We might be going to see them. Yeah, that'll be that'll be really good. Is that their Manchester gig? It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm tempted to get tickets. I know. It's just ripping off the plaster with that fifty quid. It's just fifty-five quid, yeah. But it will be a good good full day as well because it's them working men's club and hot chip into hot chip and great hot chip would be great day of bangers. Yeah, I forgot what I was picking then. Um, this probably is, this isn't going to be worth the wait either. No, it's not, is it? No, I might as you say, Parquet Courts because they're, they're, they're the next one, yeah, see, yeah, and they would be I'd good to see live. I'd go, yeah, yeah, they're all some good choices. Definitely Stevie Wonder, I'd quite <laughs> like to see him. You're such a weirdo. Where did that come from, Dan? <laughs> I don't know. I think I've just been. I've just been. I, I went through like a massive Stevie like Wonder Week the other week, and just like we just blitz it a Wonder Week, just blitzing it. <laughs> I love it. So that, that was my that was my listening. Just got got Stevie on my mind. And and um, what's your favourite memory of any gig you've ever played? Ah, um, we once played a really, really, really small venue in Derby, and um, it was literally like we went on stage at like six o'clock. It was like it was like a really early show, and uh, Ollie hadn't eaten all day, and he was just getting the Fosters down his throat, and um, it was one of the worst performances I've ever seen an individual have on a on a stage. He he couldn't even sing. I had to sing his his like lyrics for him, and um, there was uh, one of our tunes, "Please Not Tonight." I think he tried to play one chord throughout the whole thing, and it was the wrong one. Dad actually was at the at the gig, and he got a video of that one chord wonder, and uh, yeah. It is great. We whip it out every now and again when we're in a bad mood. You can see when he does it, when he plays it wrong as well, all three of us just turn and glare at him. When you're on stage, it's not funny. Because... No. Watch the video, but we look furious at the time. <laughs> yeah, now it's just... Like... I don't think I've ever seen this, actually. 
Oh, don't yeah, worry. I'll, 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 get off me, Dad. I'll show you. But I've never seen it. Good memories, Gary. I remember when we were playing Rescue Rooms, um, which is like, how many people? Like 600. And um, I was just stood there and I just had this moment where I was just staring at everyone like, this is a bit mad though, isn't it? And um, I was just kind of lost in the moment. I always, I always think of that as being like one of my favourite moments I've ever had playing a gig. Shows like that are the, like the ones when you when we started the band anyway, they were like, oh, if we play rescue rooms, we've done really well. Yeah. And then it happens and you have, you almost have a moment where you're thinking, oh, this is great, this is great. Like Josh is saying, it's like, wow. But then after that, you're thinking, right, on to the next thing. Yeah. And it's, it's really hard to fully digest doing a show that's been a bucket list kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, so moving on from that one then, where else would be like a dream place to play? Um, obviously you said rescue rooms, but anywhere else? Rock City. Go next door. Go next door, yeah. I would play Glasgow Barrowlands as well. Really. Yeah. It just looks like a mint venue. Um, obviously like festivals would only really count. But yeah, Rock City would be a dream just because that's where we watched all of our favourite bands growing up. Yeah, completely. Um, so that was that would be a huge dream for us. Yeah, and guys go Barrowlands. And Ali Pali, if we're going to go that far. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah. Go to Academy Brixton as well. I've still never... I was going to say Brixton, yeah. Brixton looks great as well. I haven't dabbled in the London venues at all. I really need to. Yeah, I've not actually been to any London venues, but like I'd love to, especially Ali Pali. I think DMAs were going to play there, and yeah, see they didn't in the end. But um, I wanted to go to that one. Yeah, I saw the Libertines there, and that was carnage. Ten thousand people, front to back, going crazy. It was it was really good, it was really hot as well. Um, and. Moving on again, um, what would you take as your luxury item on I'm a Celebrity? Another one that's going to put you on the spot a bit, so sorry. <laughs> How luxury can it be? Do my contact lenses count? Would they allow me to have them anyway? Yeah, I mean, I think you'd be allowed them anyway. Fair enough. <laughs> um, ooh, good question. I would maybe take... A teddy bear. A teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> Probably something like that, that, wouldn't it? It would just be like home comfort. I've still, got, I've still got a teddy bear in my drawer in my room that I've had for years. Probably take that. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would absolutely. Yeah, you miss your name. I can't remember his name. But yeah, something like that because you'd probably be a bit homesick, wouldn't you? Yeah. Get all the sympathy votes as well. If you whip out a teddy bear, you're telling me that you're not going to get sympathy votes. You are. That's true. It's all a game. That's a good shout. If I'm in arms celeb, I'm, I'm in it to win it. <laughs> what would it, what would you take? So I'm I think I'm susceptible to a chocolate digestive. So just like a packet that I can just like dive into once a day, take a biscuit, and then I'm happy for the rest of the day. That'd be me. Little just a little summit. Yeah, a little pick-me-up. Not to be boring, Dan, but I really are that idea, so I'm just going to copy it. <laughs> 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 if you wait, you don't do it all day. Yeah. 
I can't think of nothing. <laughs> it was um, it was good because last year um, one of the contestants like she asked if they could play Reach by the Reach for the Stars by S Club Seven like on request like three times, and I just thought it was like a dead good idea. Like yeah, that is a good idea. It's proper pick me up. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're like down, she's only allowed three times, was she? Yeah, she could like pick a time when she when they all needed a pick me up or whatever. And no. they'd just play it and have a boogie. It was great. <laughs> yeah. I respect that. It's a good um, And finally, um, who would be your dream person to um, support on tour? Good question. Very good question. I'd love to support like idols or something like that. Yeah, idols. I, yeah. I think yeah. it would have a crowd that would be well up for it, wouldn't you? Yeah. 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 That'd be great. I'm trying to think, like, obviously you've got like your huge, huge ones that would literally never happen, like the Strokes and stuff like that, because they'd be playing the best venues in the world, wouldn't they? Can't see headrest. Can't see. I, I would love to. I'd love to do that. Yeah. yeah. Idols. We'll do them all. I will do Idols. We'll do the Strokes, and we'll do Carsey Headrest. We're available for all of them. Yeah. Get in touch. Something to aim for. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, thank you guys for coming on. Um, it would be great um, if you could tell people where they can find you on social media, where they can stream your music. We're at Kukumaris. Well, we're Kukumaris, and you can find us at Kukumaris Band on all of the socials. We're on them all, and we're on Spotify as well. Um, yeah. So make sure to go onto Spotify and stream Death of the Social. Do it. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye.